0: way proudly presents Rapping on racing the tri-state's number one motorsports
1: talk show today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners recognized by the eastern motorsports press association as one of the top racing shows in
0: the eastern united states here's Rapping on racing
3: joining me now is co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave, how are you?
1: Don, I'm doing well. We're into March, and that kind of, at least in parts of Pennsylvania, signifies some racing. I know Lincoln had their sprint car special that they run, the icebreaker or whatever. I know Freddie Raymer picked up the win there. but So that's a sign. I think some of the tracks, I think Lernerville is going to try to start towards the end of March, something that you were familiar with. But a lot of tracks in, in the northern region really can't do that just because of the weather. But as we're as we're now we're into the you know, coming into the second week in March, I think that anticipation for the fans is gearing up and we have some things we're gonna talk about on this show.
3: Okay, tonight's guests include Jenner's Time Speedway General Manager Bill Rebar, Fast 4 driver Dennis Shawley, Tom Lang has all the latest drag racing news, and Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway.
1: Also joining us is five-time Lernerville Speedway Spring Car Champion A.J. Flick, late model driver Zach Barrow, pro-stock driver Chase Lambert, and area- Re- Area Auto Racing News columnist Dave Dragovich.
3: Had some bad news here recently on uh, February 25th. uh, John Stickley uh, was driving to work and he blacked out and he wrecked his car. He actually ran into another car and the other car knocked over a gas pump in a gas station, which could have been really bad john hadn't been feeling well lately for a couple of weeks but he would not go to the doctor he just he didn't believe in going to doctors and uh, they got him to the hospital they had him on a table to work on him and he, he died on the table with a aneurysm john was a great guy loved sprint cars i have one funny uh john stickley story when i was pit steward at lernerville I couldn't get the the sprint cars to come up and get in line and I got on a PA system and I said I need one car in a lineup area and I'm going to give them the green and the checker and the money and the rest of you guys can go home well in 60 seconds the entire field of cars was lined up behind John and I, I'll never forget that that was really something then in other bad news uh on February 23rd, we lost Joe Mihalik at age 95, had a good life, uh, great guy, had a chance to visit him a couple times in Florida, and next Monday, and that's not a mistake, next Monday, we generally do one show per month during the off-season, I have a three-hour tribute to Joe Mahalik, and I think people will like it.
1: Well, Don, I know the last time I really probably got a chance to see Joe, and I don't want to spoil anything, but when we had that that reunion uh, down at Heidelberg, I mean, he came up, and, and I think the things that our fans don't understand is as we get older, our heroes get older, and you know, when you talk about Joe Mahalik, you know, he had to be one of your you know heroes growing up.
3: He was. Very much so. And that thing that you just mentioned, I have that on tape, so that'll be part of the program. Hey, there's a lot of mall shows. Tell me a little bit about them.
1: Yeah, I'm coming mall shows in March, Clearview. There's a race car show. That's going to be March 10th, 11th, and 12th. For any information, you can contact Dan Osmer, or you can go to his Facebook page, and there'll be information on that.
3: Shenango Mall Race Car Show, Twin State Auto Racing Fan Club, March 18, 19, and 20. And you can contact O.J. Tucker or go to Facebook.
1: If you want to head up north a little bit, there's the Boys Motorsports Show at the Boys Mall. And that's going to be March 20th through March 27th. Your contact information is Jim Bloom or you can go to Facebook and there'll be some information on that mall show as well. You know, Don, we were talking a little bit earlier about, uh, you know, some speed weeks. And uh, just for our listeners, we talked about it last month. Uh, some of our local guys went down, but uh, we had both the Lucas Oil and the World of Outlaw late models there. And just to recap our Florida speed weeks for the Lucas Oil and the World of Outlaw late models, Brandon Shepard, four wins. Brandon Overton and Devin Moran with three. Dale McDowell. And Dennis Ir picked up two. Chris Madden, Tim McCready, Jimmy Owens, and Ashton Winger each had one wing. And Don, and you know, you, you talk about how it seems like certain drivers are always there, you know, and B. Shep and B. Overton and Devin Moran. What a, what a speed week!
3: Yeah, outstanding. Now with the All Stars and the World of Outlaw sprints, uh, with the uh, Florida Speed Week for the All Stars in the World. Uh, World of Outlaws, Tyler Courtney, Corey Ellison, David Gravel, and Sheldon Hoddenschild, along with Donnie Schatz, each had one win. So pretty good uh, v- diversity of drivers there in the sprint cars.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, basically, you saw, you know, Tyler Courtney and Corey Ellison were there with the All Star Sprints, and then you know, David Sheldon and Donnie, you know, with the World of Outlaws, and. It always seems, and, you know, if you've made many of those trips down to Florida, it, it, it's much like, you know, when certain times of the year, it's kind of a crapshoot in Florida. And you know, as, as much as you're going to have some good weather, you're going to have some bad weather. And I know both the late models and and the spring cars lost several races due to rain.
3: Any other uh, chit-chat? Oh, before we do that, I was impressed. I went to Lernerville's uh, webpage, and they have a new... Uh, link on there. And it's amazing. You know, my, Mike Sikowski. he's always thinking ahead. They have a form there similar to the one I use. I call mine a driver profile where online you can fill out all your information, your name, your car owner, your sponsors, your hometown, blah, 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 and uh, send it into the track. So instead of having a uh, hundred guys turning these in at the ticket window or at the Pit sign-in, they can have him ahead of time, and then whenever Eric's announcing, he has all the information he needs.
1: Yeah, that's good, you know, and it's, it's tough because, you know you, you know, you have that opening day, which you call, you know, leaks and squeaks, or that opening night. It's a lot of work to gather all that information, and it's tough enough to do it for one division but if you have a 100 cars in the pits it's a busy night but yeah while we're talking about some chit chat i i happen to be watching some of the nascar races over the last two weekends and i you know, just want to congratulate team penske on their one at daytona and what a heck of a birthday present for roger penske
3: yeah i think he was very very happy
1: I mean, I don't think any of us saw Austin and Cindric, you know, joining to, to pick up the win. But you know, at the end there, he was battling with you know Ryan, and it was just a good race. And I think the car tomorrow has a lot of upsides. But sometimes when you start something new, there's also some issues. And I know now with these flat tires and the old, all that other tires used to have the inner liners in it. So if you had a flat, at least it stayed up. Now it's not doing that. So. I'm sure NASCAR will figure it out. And, you know, guys like you know, Travis Geisler for, you know, for Team Penske, I'm sure they're always brainstorming on what they can do to make this better.
3: You know, you mentioned Austin Sindrich. Now he's 23 years old. And people think, well, young guy just getting started, blah, blah. Uh, actually, when he was 10 years old, he got his mother and dad together and he said, I'd like to have a family meeting. And they said, "Well, what do you want to talk about?" He said, "I want to become a professional race car driver." And they thought, "Well, this will pass. You know, we'll just let it go." So he asked him a second or third time, and finally they agreed. So at age ten, he started racing. So he's been racing for thirteen years. He's done sports cars with Penske. He's done all kinds. He's done uh, road course races. So he's a rookie, but he's a thirteen-year veteran of being a rookie
1: it is and i know he ran some races last year and then he was an xfinity champion as well so he he knows that what the competition's like into yeah, that's you know that's stable with team penske you know, there's a lot of young guys in there and it's just something that uh, well i wouldn't say joey's young anymore but i mean you look at that maturity is to where you go back 13 years ago maybe when Austin was 10 when Jelly Logano was getting his start you know he was a 15 16 year old kid jumping into NASCAR and, and that's and that's big for these kids nowadays
3: well when Joey and Ryan were in the booth for the race last week uh, they introduced them as the captain's kids because the captain is Roger's nickname.
1: Yeah, and it's just—I mean, it just—that was a great story. I mean, Roger Penske, we all know him for, you know, what he's done, you know, for motorsports, and you know, I think, you know, people don't realize that the business empire that he has outside of, you know, NASCAR, uh, IndyCar—you know, he owns Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but I mean. Those are just small entities compared to Penske Trucking.
3: Well, also he he has a large number of car dealerships all over the United States.
1: Well, like you said, like you said, it couldn't have been a nicer birthday present for the captain.
3: I agree. Any other tidbits we want to share?
1: No, I'm just. Uh, it's like you said, we're coming up into April, and then once we you know April comes around, I guess we're going to be going back to the you know, the weekly show, So instead of hearing us only once a month, in this case, twice a month, uh, we'll be back to our normal our normal schedule. And like I said, we, we're we going to be out there the same way we always are. I think this, correct me if I'm wrong, is this year 42?
3: 42 years we've been doing this. I think we got it figured out.
1: Well, again, I I know I've, I'm blessed to be a part of this for the last probably now you know seven or eight years and you know for anything that runs for 42 years my hat's off to you and i'm sure all the listeners appreciate everything that you have done for motorsports over your career don
3: well it's a labor of love and i really enjoy it and i want to thank you for not only for tonight but your seven or eight years of contributions it's a big part of what we do
1: it is. It's going to be a little bit different this year, and we'll probably let the fan, fans and listeners you know, in that a little bit later on in, in the year. But, uh, you know, some changes happening at Rappin' On Racing. Uh, that's not going to be anything that we're going to do different. It's just it, We'll just say it's going to be a little bit different locales.
3: Okay, Dave, thank you. You have a nice evening.
1: You do the same as well, Don.
3: This is the Banker Bob Thought for March. You know your kids are
4: growing up when they quit asking where they came from and start refusing to tell you where they're going.
5: This portion of Rapid on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. Area Auto Racing News is a great way to keep up to date on what is happening in motorsports. Some of their excellent writers include Ernie Saxton, Joanne Davies, Walt Weimer, and Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. Subscribe now to Area Auto Racing News at AARN.com. 50 issues at just $60 or digital only for $39 a year. For more information, call 609- 888-3618 or go online to aarn.com
6: Stay informed with Area Auto Racing News. Number one Cochrane has created a new way a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery
8: Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the Greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412 922 8988.
7: And now, more. Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble
3: and Bill Rebar. All right, fans, joining us now is Billy Rebar, the general manager at Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, good evening. How are you?
9: Doing great, Don.
3: You know, I know there's a lot of big things coming up at Jennerstown this year, many we can't talk about, but let's talk about your trip to New Smyrna Speedway.
9: Well, Don, uh, you know, my day job is being a school teacher, and we're only allocated three personal days a year. I actually try to save them and revolve around racing at some point. My wife and I, we were saving one for some part of the winter in the doom and gloom time, and we thought about going to New Smyrna for Speed Weeks, and when they announced last fall that the NASCAR Will Modified Tour was going to kick off their season there, we just knew we had to go. Become very good friends with series director Jimmy Wilson, uh, Josh Veneta, who's actually does the lease at our Speedway with JDV Productions, was going to be there. And we just felt it was only right that we wanted to get away, wanted to see some sun in Florida, and I can understand why people leave southwestern Pennsylvania after being down there. But it was a great opportunity to see some familiar faces of the mod teams, as well as a bunch of our great um, uh, late model drivers from across the country that support us at Jennerstown, they were all there. It was like a little bit of a homecoming in nice, warm, sunny weather.
3: What's it feel like when these drivers have either been to Jennerstown or they're planning on coming and they make it a point to see you and say hi and talk about all the good things they've heard?
9: Well, it's pretty awesome, Don. When you get out of your truck, and you start to walk towards the back gate, and you look up, and there's a guy that you've never met, never seen, and he's wearing a Jennerstown Speedway shirt 900 miles away from home. That is one of them moments you feel like we've made it, and that happened time and time again over the weekend. Going through the pits, and I hear somebody yell, Billy Rebar, and turn around, and it's Ralph from uh, Craig Lutz's team, and he comes out. It It was such a cool experience that the impact that Jennerstown Speedway has on these guys that they just they just can't wait to come back. It's the number thing. We can't wait to come back. We hear we're coming. Blah blah blah. Uh, Derek Griffith, who's your defending Masters champion, spent some time with him, and you know they're excited to come back. It's just the Donnie Wilson racing crew. Um, Wesley Weeder from Weeder Nation, who does a bunch of tires. It's just uh, walking through the pits, run into a guy that does the name Stanley from Ohio that does Albert Francis' tires. Well, he was in Florida doing tires. The people that you never expect to see, and then there's people you expect to see, and it's just, it was really a great three days. It was too short. And I wish we were there longer, but, uh, it was a very eventful day. Just like racing here, you get to the track at nine ten in the morning, and you're there till nine ten at night. So it was long days, but it, it was great to, to, to smell the race fuel in the air and see some great people.
3: You and your wife might want to put the, that on your calendar for next year because based on the way you do things and some of the things that are coming this season, uh, it would be very good to be down there. And the connections you make, I mean, it's just incredible. And, you know, it's a simple formula that you and the owners have. It's a beautiful facility, good racing. The staff is goes out of their way to make People feel comfortable, and the food's good. I mean, geez, what else could you ask for?
9: Yeah, I, I would be lying, Don, if I didn't tell you I was working while I was there. Yeah, we were enjoying it, but I was walking around, handing out business cards and handing out master brochures, and it is an incredible feeling when you walk up to somebody like Anthony Campy Racing, who's pretty big in the short track racing, and they're like, yeah, we've been talking about this race. We've seen it on the calendar, blah, blah, blah. You walk up to Lee Falk Racing, who's really—I think—he's a national champion in late model stock cars. And I say who I am and where I'm from. He knows all about it. I go over and talk to Augie Grill from Grand American Race Cars and say, "Hey, Augie, you need to get that that Stroop kid up here from Kentucky." And he's telling me stories when him and his dad came up and raced Jennerstown 20 years ago. It is incredible the history that Jennerstown Speedway has. And if it doesn't excite you and motivate you to work harder for it nothing will i mean it is just a self-gratifying thing at this point so um, it's all about the people you meet in racing and i'm going to leave a little teaser out there i met some great people in florida that is going to lead to some really great things here in 2022 that we can't quite break it on the show tonight um we still got to sign some paperwork but we got some really big things coming that we're going to break here on wrapping on racing
3: People have no concept of how big these items are, but they're going to have to wait until the ink is dry before we can share it with them.
9: Yeah, and it's it's amazing how quick something, how big can come together, and uh, there, there's a lot of things, and I'm sure I'll get a lot of text messages right after the show airs of what it is and guessing what it is, but it's a big deal that's going to solidify Town Speedway for years to come.
3: On a local note, uh, you suggested I talk to Dennis Shawley and he did an outstanding interview the driver in the Fast Force, and I think people are going to be interested in what he has to say in regards to them and their rules and the fact that you went to these drivers, there was some things that need to be addressed, and you sat down and you talked to them, and you guys ironed out a lot of things that are just going to make their year even better.
9: Yeah, so we talked before on the show how we did these drivers meetings uh, with the individual divisions, and we tried to work through the rules, and nobody knows the cars better than the drivers themselves, and Dennis has been pretty instrumental in helping me understand a 4 owner because I've had very little knowledge, and it was an extremely productive day, and I think we came up with a, a blueprint for a set of rules that kind of meshed everybody's eyes together, ideas together that could be the best beneficial for the racetrack. And based on car registration and cars being built and feedback, I, I think we're going to be really, really close to what guys want to see and it's going to produce a great racing product.
3: That's amazing, and I can't wait till we break the news. Um, any closing thoughts, or does that pretty much cover it?
9: Just one more thing, you know, this it, it was really exciting that I knew Dave Dragovich was from the New Smyrna area, and when I was down there, I should have did it the first day I was there, but the second day I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to message Dave Dragovich. What's the chances? And of course, I was texting his wife's phone, and he was out having breakfast or whatever, but we did get to meet up. I got to see Beth and Dave, and it was just nice to see faces that supported us for so long get to actually go to their playground a little bit and You know, another thing, the Willow Modified Tour had a sellout crowd, Don. First time in the history of the tour, it was standing room only. They literally turned people away. They wouldn't even sell them pit passes, which is unheard of, because I would stack them on top of each other in the pits. But they ran out of parking to the point where they were parking along the interstate, and the highway patrol said, no, this is pretty dangerous. Yeah. So congratulations to the Willow Modified Tour for a great sellout crowd. Never been done before. And I hope we can duplicate those results here on May uh, in, on May 28th for the Willow Modified Tour. You
3: know, and Dave will talk about it in his interview, which will follow you. But the reason he bought his house, he had looked at several houses, and he's in the yard talking to the real estate lady, and he heard them practicing at New Smyrna. And he said, is there a racetrack over there? She said, yeah, it's about eight miles from here. He said, sold, I'll buy the house. And he bought it on the spot when he heard the race cars.
9: Yeah, that sounds like something Billy Rebar would do, Don.
3: Well, hey, good stuff. Can't wait to break the big news. You have a nice evening. Get some rest. You're probably worn out. All right, Don. Thanks for having me. All right.
5: This portion of Rapping on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced sales force has over 40 years experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
3: Listeners, please mark your calendar for March 14th when we will present a special tribute show about Joe Mihalik. I have gone into the archives and collected many interviews I did with Joe over the years, and we're going to highlight all the special things he did in his career. Again, that's March 14th. We normally only do one show per month during the offseason, but this is a special occasion to honor one of the best Hall of Fame driver, Joe Mihalik. Again, March 14th, planned to join us.
7: No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing.
10: together and I call my friends and y'all come quick let the race begin oh they show that it took my hand sit on listen up got on If you want a race you gotta race right the old man's got some good advice you gotta wanna win
3: all right fans joining us now is area auto racing columnist and former driver, Dave Dragovich. Dave, good evening. How are you?
0: Evening, Don. Uh, I, uh, I've had better days. Could be a lot better. As we were talking off the air, we have some sad news to report. Uh, uh, a couple of days after Speed Weeks, actually on February 23rd, uh, Pittsburgh racing legend Joe Mihalik, uh, he's a good friend of yours, a good friend of mine, and uh, so many others. Uh, Joe passed away at the age of 95, and uh, that was a uh, unexpectedly, uh, and uh, that was a very sad day, to say the least. Well, I... know, as everybody knows, uh, Joe Mahendek was an icon. Uh, he was a great human being who made his mark in racing and, and society in society in general. And uh, he lived in Daytona about 20 minutes from Beth and I, and uh, we've really gotten to know Joe and his wife very well since we moved down here uh, to the area seven years ago. So this, uh, needless to say, this is really tough on us. Well, but, uh, I... you know, we, we knew Joe. We, I know Joe's in a better place, especially with the the way the world is today, Don.
3: I know that a couple of times when Don and I were down there, we had a chance to visit with him, just a first-class gentleman. Now, you mentioned he lived about 20 minutes from you. I would like you to tell the uh, listeners where you live and why you picked your house. Oh,
0: we vacationed down here several times, Beth and I, and we decided when she retired we uh, so much, we're going to try to move down here. and It's like a dream come true. I, we looked at several houses in the area.
3: What I was looking I for is the proximity of your house oh, to yeah. the Speedway.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're not talking Dayton International. We're talking New Smyrna Speedway. Uh, like I say, we were looking at several houses and uh, looked at this particular place uh, three, four times. And still on the fence. You know I me, mean, sometimes I can't make... Up my mind. Right. I mean, I procrastinate, but uh, what made up my mind was it was like a Wednesday afternoon, and a real estate girl was here, and, uh, and I heard uh, this. I heard race cars like middle of like two o'clock in the afternoon, and they were practicing at New Smyrna Speedway, almost like in my backyard. I told the real estate agent, sold, <laughs> done deal.
3: So you could walk to the track if you wanted to.
0: Absolutely, it might take a while, but uh, you know. I could do that if need the exercises. Actually, I think we're only we're less than three miles uh, from the speedway, and uh, I time it every time, eight minutes. Yeah. Now we used to go to Midville and stay at this particular hotel in Ohio, and uh, from uh, when I left the track to the hotel at Midville uh, Speedway, it was nine minutes. Now I can make uh, make it from New Smyrna Speedway to our place here in eight minutes, so it's a minute closer than Midville, so. It's got a it dot to the science, but uh, yeah, we love it, and uh, no wonder I can't get any work done, like your artwork, now uh, I hear race cars out there running, just <laughs> drop my rake and shovel, whatever I'm doing, I run out there and see who's practicing. Yeah. So it's, 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 a, it's a win-win situation. Well, always time for your artwork, you know, but the races are out here all the time. Let's talk about but, speed
3: uh, weeks at New Smyrna.
0: Oh, oh yeah. yeah on, a, on a happy note, uh, it was a just a fun-filled ten days, man. Now I, I do a lot of work in between. I had to write like almost a column every day for the uh, area auto racing news, and uh, love it. And and it, the track was uh, had the best attendance ever. There was the uh, one night it was filled to capacity. They were actually uh, turning people away at the ticket gate. That was unheard of. It's probably the best speed weeks ever. And, uh, the weather cooperated for the most part. We had some rain, uh, for the Arca race. Uh, they had like 14, 15 cars, but it was interrupted. Uh, it was a 200 lapper that was interrupted, uh, briefly for about three times. And, um, the weather was nice. But well, I'll tell you what, Don, it, uh, it's cold down here. Uh, the one race, uh, they had an extended race and ran kind of late. So there was only seven of us left. The the whole, the whole, uh, the whole track, and the audience you know, thanked us for staying there. But there I am. I felt like a block of ice. I'm thinking, why am I so cold? And I walked back to my car and I looked at the temperature. It was 38 degrees.
3: Well, I know when yeah. you when you would go to Motor Drum, you'd stay till they turned the lights out.
0: Yeah, first one there, uh, uh, last one to leave. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, 38 degrees. Uh, it would be a heat wave. Where I lived in Somerset. So
3: <laughs> Anything?
0: But like I say, uh, yeah, but wow, you know, it, it's cold. I mean, to me, 38 degrees feels like 20. I guess my blood thinned out or whatever, but uh, I toughed it out. But uh, the whole uh, the whole week was good, uh, Don. We had good weather, uh, good car counts, great racing, uh, fantastic crowds. And uh, that was a formula that resulted in, in, like I say, Don, what I think was probably. Uh, the best speed weeks ever, the New Smyrna Speedway. And that track's been around since 1967. Uh, that was the year I graduated from Johnston High School, by the way, dating myself. But uh, you know, one of the highlights, other than the racing for, uh, for Beth and I, uh, during those 10 days, was uh, seeing uh, Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Bill Rebar and his lovely wife at New Smyrna. Got to talk for a while and it was great to see and also, uh, during a week in the pits, uh, I was really surprised to see late model driver Zane Farrell, uh, who finished fourth in the uh, the points of Genestown Speedway. And he was racing against 47 different competitors. And uh, he's grandson of uh, uh, Bill Geary, who ran the famous uh, number 14 pink lady, Simulate, decades ago. And I know, uh, you know I was a big fan of his, too. You guys raced against each other, and uh, I was really surprised to see Zane. And uh, he was actually on the pit crew of uh, a guy who won a big race. It was, I believe it was a seventy-five lap feature last year. Guy, from, kid from Connecticut, uh, Corey Grande. and um, he—I think he—he he won. It was his first time on a track. Uh, that was last summer, and I—I uh, I told Beth, I says, is there "Anything I—I I don't care what I do, but what I really want to do is." Before I do anything else, I want to meet this guy because I know he was registered. Matter of fact, I, I think I planted a seed because uh, I got on the Jennerstown website. There was Jennerstown after hours, and uh, Corey made a post there. Where am I going to race next? I said, why don't you come down to uh, New Smyrna Speedway for Speed Weeks and run with us? And next thing I know, he's registered, so I might have planted the seed. But uh, he was just, just as impressive at uh New as he was a generous son. He didn't win. Uh he only i think he ran two races. Uh one night he was caught up in a crash, not of his own making. And uh he just continually improved uh, uh throughout the races and I think the last night there was uh, actually thirty seven prolates in a race. I mean that's almost unheard of. You know, during the uh, uh the regular season we get an uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven, thirty seven prolates on that track. And, uh, you know, the races were really good. A few, a few wrecks, but, you know, not not too much major. But uh, uh, Corey really st- uh, stood out. I think he finished in the top ten, maybe seventh or eighth, the last race among those 37 cars. And uh, the uh, NASCAR Wayne and modified, Don, which are going to make an appearance, I believe, May, May 28th at Jennerstown, man, they put on a heck of a show. Uh, there There were 50 of them registered. And like 37 or 38 in the races. I mean, we talk about thunder. Just unbelievable noise, unbelievable action. And uh, Matt Hurstman was the uh, top dog there. And uh, I think the fans are going to be in for a real treat at Jennerstown Speedway when those guys appear at Jennerstown.
3: I have a question. May
0: May twentieth.
3: I have a question. When they were turning people away at the gate, couldn't they have come in and do standing room only?
0: Oh, it was standing room only.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, it was standing room only. Uh, oh. uh, uh, you know what was a problem, Don? It was parking. Hmm. Uh, people were actually uh, a lot of times. I take the access road. I go like like around all the cars. And there's like an access road that I, I know of, and I mean they they were parked like four or five deep. Uh, yeah, people couldn't find a way out. and uh, so they had to actually turn people away because of the parking. Yeah, and they were parking across the gas station across the road, and uh, there's there's a road across the track. Well, it's actually around four fifteen. They had a lot there, uh, and a lot of those people went to the pits too. It was just so crammed. You had to get there early to get a parking place and a good seat. So unfortunately, people had to, we away. That was only uh, the only time it happened. But yeah, you know, actually, they had a what they claim was a sell up before when this. Uh, this pandemic hit, Uh, there were restrictions as far as capacity goes um, in different uh, venues here. And uh, the place was one time was half full, and that was allowed by government, so they declared a sellout. But this last week, it was a true sellout, filled to capacity, parking lot, and people in the stands. I never saw anything like it. They didn't run out of food, though, or beer. I mean, they pretty well stocked up with that, but uh, they were actually... uh, uh, turn people away. i never thought I'd see that.
3: Well, we're coming up on a commercial break, but I have a favor. <coughs> Next Monday, yeah. we're going to have a tribute to Joe Mihalik, and I'd like to have you back on, and we can really get in-depth on some of the things that you experienced during his career. Can you do that?
0: Boy, oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, it right. really meant a lot to me and a lot of other people.
3: Fans, we're talking to Dave Dragovich, the pundit of The Pavement. Dave, I thank you, and we'll talk to you again
8: next week.
0: Don, thank you for having me on and, uh, and for all you do for
8: racing. You're welcome. Thanks. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company, currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988.
5: When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights.
3: And now back to Don Gamble and more wrapping on Racing. All right, fans, joining us now is Dennis Shawley, the driver of the Double Zero in the Fast 4s at Jennerstown. Uh, Dennis, good afternoon. How are you?
11: Uh, excellent, Don. Thank you for having me on.
3: Usually, I get right into the meat and potatoes about the driver, but what I'd like to start with is uh, some information that Bill Rebar shared with me. He said that you were very helpful with uh, setting up the rules for the fast fours. Let's pick it up from there and tell us exactly how that came to be.
11: Uh, well, Billy, was. they were looking for in our classes, like all most classes, looking for a way to try to level the playing field, if you will, somewhat, and looking for some different options. And my son and I actually were, got to talking to him about, you know, some of the things that they could do. And, you know, as, as most racers, we, we have our own point of view of what we'd like to see and, you know, what their goals were. And I, I got to thank Billy and Todd and his group for sitting down with us as a group and kind of going through the rules and giving us the opportunity to, to voice our concerns and some stuff we thought was working and not working. And, you know, really, Billy and Todd and his group are the ones that came up with the rule set and everything. I, I did do some homework for him and sent them a lot of stuff that was going on across the country and some different other series we've seen run and some things we plan on participating in uh, in the near future. So that, that kind of helped them make their decision a little bit as to what they wanted to make changes in the direction they wanted to see our personal, our wonder class go.
3: You know what I like best about Billy and his team? They listen. They listen to the drivers, or they listen to the the fans, or they'll listen to their marketing partners. And that's why they're so successful.
11: Uh, I I totally agree. And, you know, you're you're not going to get a group of management sits there and does everything the racers want, because if we did that, we wouldn't have any fans in the stands either. Um, They do a nice job of balancing out, you know, where the rule sets need to be, what keeps things competitive, as well as trying to keep the majority of us in line and, you know, safe at the end of the day.
3: What I like, one of the things, I like a lot, but one of the things I like about the Fast 4s is how pretty the cars are. I mean, you would think with a support division like that, yeah, maybe a guy puts shoe polish numbers on a car. But your cars, they could, they could be in car shows all over the East Coast. They're beautiful.
11: A, a lot of the guys spend a lot of time, and I'm, I'm not as guilty as the rest, but, you know, that that's our hot rod. That's our, our show cars. A lot of the guys take a lot of pride in them and stuff and that. You know, I I find it ironic at the end of the year how many wheel marks we have on the sides of all our cars, but they do look good to start the season at
3: least. <laughs> well, you've been doing this for about seven years. You drive the double zero, uh, but I did you start in the in the fours or did you have some other uh, racing prior to that?
11: Uh, honestly, the we, we we were like just everybody else. We sat in the stands and, and watched the track when the track back opened back up, and they ran the enduro class, and I sat there and I told the wife said, "Boy, that's something we could do." and Uh, We found a car the next year and and got involved with that. That was probably our downfall there. Uh, Really enjoyed it. Randy Endura's on and off, bounced in and out of some classes. My son did some racing and some other classes. Um, Never full-time, a few weeks here or there. And about, I guess about three years ago, I I made the mistake of buying a four-cylinder car, and then, as every racer knows, you get hooked at some point, and that, that was the hook.
3: Well, you mentioned your wife, uh, Tina. Uh, what? First of all, the women that are married to racers are a very special breed of individual. And uh, they, they should get a trophy just be f- for being a racer's wife. But when you're out on the track and your son Lance is out in the number 13 car, does she get nervous?
11: Uh, she, is, she is a nervous wreck. Um, her and my daughter-in-law, Kirsten, uh, they come to the races, watch us all the time. And, you know, in the beginning, it was one thing with the Enduros. As we get into the class, it, it is if you get the, a chance to watch her sit beside her, she becomes a, a ball of nerves the whole time. Um, I, I can't thank them enough. Without, you know, Tina and Kirsten's support, there's no way we could, we could race at all. You know, like you said, the wives are a special breed to put up with all the work that goes into the cars and the time and the money and just everything that's involved with it. And then listening, unfortunately, to us talk all the time about racing because, as racers know, that's all you want to talk about.
3: But if you think about the time that you spend with your son, Lance, uh, you know, you might be on a racetrack for an hour on a Saturday night. But the other six days of the week, whether you're at the Haas, a family gathering in the garage, that's a pretty special thing. If he was playing football, you couldn't be in the locker room or sitting on the sidelines. And I think some of your greatest moments in racing would have been sharing time Either at the track or getting ready to go to the track with Lance.
11: Uh, honestly, Don, that is so true. Um, the biggest part of all of this, and I think why we do it, is the time we do get to spend together. There's something we have in common. You know, everybody has their thing they love to do, and this really gives it pulls our whole family together. You know, whether it's in the garage or you know whatever it is, it it is really something special. It means a lot to us. I mean, it, I think some of the best memories we'll have will be. You know, trying to fix the cars up after we, unfortunately, crash them up, too. But
3: Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Dennis Shawley, the driver of the double zero in the fast fours. We've discussed the best part of racing. What's the toughest part, other than the financial part of it? What do you find is toughest for your team?
11: Uh, the time. Uh, the time it takes to build good quality cars. I don't think the fans have so much of appreciation. The guys in the pits that walk around do. The amount of hours that are spent to get the car, you know, we, we go out there and we watch, you know, the barriotties of our, our, our track, and, you know, those kind of guys go out there and just, you know, week after week be up front. They don't see the hours it takes to have a car like that on the track, not alone the money, the time, the knowledge, the ability to be able to do that. It, it takes a lot, and I think that's probably the toughest part is finding the time if you don't work on your car from week to week, you're not going to get any
3: faster. I think a lot of the fans are under the impression you race it or well, you're on asphalt, so you don't even have to worry about washing it. You put it in the garage, and then you come back the following week, put some gas in it, and go racing. Like you said, they have no concept. Now, yes. prior to getting involved in this, my question would be, if, if you couldn't go racing, what would you do or what were you doing before you got involved?
11: Uh, we we like to ride UTVs. We go camping. We do, we you know we're we're an out outdoors sport type family. You know the the ATVs UTVs. We did that an awful lot more before the racing. But honestly, we'd probably be in the stands watching it if we couldn't physically go out there and do it. And we're very blessed to be able to do that. Um, we we'd probably be on the other side of the fence as I like to call it, and just watching and cheering for whoever it may be at that time.
3: What is nice about Jennerstown, and with the, the support divisions from the late models all the way down, uh, budget-wise, there's, there's a type of car that pretty much anybody that wants to make the dedication can do it financially. Um, the tougher parts, not so much up at Jennerstown, but so, like some of the dirt late models were a motor's 50 grand. I mean, that's, that's insane, but that's another story. Now, did you have a memorable moment in racing?
11: You know what? There's there's so many because like we had talked, you know, having the time we spend together in a garage, and you know, maybe after we we twisted the car up pretty good, there isn't something that just comes to mind like, oh, this is this is exactly why we do it, or this really sticks with me. It, it's kind of all of it as it goes together, you know, and always looking forward to the to the next challenge of it.
3: How about the most embarrassing moment you have? Most uh, every driver has one. Do you have one?
11: Oh, of course. Um, Being pushed by the track buggy. Uh, I had some computer issues uh, early on when we first started, because like everybody, when you start out, there's a pretty steep learning curve, and we had some uh, computer issues, and the car wouldn't run right, Now went out for the feature, got a half lap in, and had to be pushed in by the track buggy, and I I haven't lived that one down from a lot of my friends yet, so...
3: (laughs) What are they telling you? Do you know a good mechanic that could help you with your car?
11: Well, a lot of them said, well, we see that you were working on your car this week.
3: (laughs) You know, uh, one of the fellows, the guy that does my uh, drag racing report, he said there's a lot of keyboard crew chiefs. And it's real easy to be on your keyboard and talk about how good you would be. But if you were any good, you'd be out on the track. So that's how we handle people like that. Um, you couldn't do this without some help. uh let's take a minute and mention your sponsors.
11: I'll be honest with you, I currently do not have any sponsors. We do this all out of uh the paychecks and the household funding right now, which is um pretty good it it, it makes it a little tough sometimes, but you know we don't we, we te- typically don't run a full season uh so it's kind of hard for us to get sponsors to say, hey, we're going to do this. Our, our jobs don't allow it. So we, we run unsponsored. Anybody out there that wants to contribute is more than welcome.
3: <laughs> Give them the phone number.
11: Oh, they can be reached on my cell phone at 814-521-3177.
3: Okay, fans, in case you didn't have the time to write that down, it's 814-521-3177. And when the interview plays, you can have another opportunity if you're interested. Um, how about the pit crew?
11: Uh, that would be my my wife and my son. um We've had some different buddies bounce in and out from time to time. They'll come from week to week, you know, but maybe once or twice a year. But it it is pretty much up to us at the end of the day.
3: And I'm guessing uh, when it's time for the helpers, whoever they are, to get a bite to eat, that uh, Tina is in charge of that part of the team.
11: Uh, not not so much to be honest with you. We 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 started a little tradition last year where we kind of bring a grill and a. Uh, After our feature race for the Fast Fours, we we throw some burgers on it and have some burgers and chips and complain about how slow we were. and uh, That's kind of nice. a, A lot of the guys that fit around us come hang out. So. That have been our thing for the last, probably the last
3: year and a half or so. Well, and you mentioned something I really like about Jennerstown. They have so many people come into pits that Billy, I mean, all the fans were trying to go through the gate by the flag stand that they had to put a gate at the end of the front straightaway for, because so many people wanted to come down, and most of the teams do like you. They have a grill. Maybe they have something to drink. And, you know, I know when I'm up there and I'm walking, hi, Don, you want something to drink? You need a sandwich. It's like a big, giant party after the races
11: uh, i totally agree and i think that's the best part you know some of the things with racing it's true with most things that you're involved in when you take the whole family is the family that you grows around you in our racing community you know a lot of people that fit around us even some that don't that walk down and just want to hang out it it all makes it an enjoyable night
3: and you take the little kids if they want to get their picture taken or sit in your car or get an autograph i mean to you, maybe you just figure out I'm some guy driving a four cylinder. But to that kid that wants your autograph, you're a hero. You're the biggest thing in his life at that particular time.
11: Yes, and I, I think our track does a good job with the autograph nights and that giving the fans the opportunity to come down and and do those type of things. And and I'm all for letting the kids sit in the car and that. I I know when I was a little kid, that was that was huge. And you know, for those kids, that that's a that's a very mem- memorable night
3: for them. Well, we're coming up on a commercial break. Dennis Shawley, do you have any closing thoughts?
11: I just want to thank my wife, Tina, uh, my son, Lance, and my, my daughter-in-law, Kirsten. Uh, without my family, none of this would be possible. Uh, I'd like to thank the track owners and, you know, Jennerstown Speedway, Billy and his group, uh, for putting on a good show and making it a good night. They, they don't get as much credit as they should, and we complain about them maybe a little too much, but they do a really nice job keeping things moving, and keeping us safe out there.
3: Well, Dennis, I thank you. Want to wish you good luck in 2022, and we'll talk to you when you get that next victory.
11: I appreciate it. I look forward to it. Thank you.
5: Area Auto Racing News is a great way to keep up to date on what is happening in motorsports. Some of their excellent writers include Ernie Saxton, Joanne Davies, Walt Weimer, and Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. Subscribe now to Area Auto Racing News at AARN.com. 50 issues at just $60 or digital only for $39 a year. For more information, call 609-888-3618 or go online to AARN.com.
8: Stay informed with Area Auto Racing News. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an
6: easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway
7: right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochran.com.
5: Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stock, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Weld Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex.
7: And now back to more
3: Rapid on Racing
7: with Don Gamble and Tom Lang.
3: Fans, joining us now is Tom Lang with the Drag Racing Report. Tom, good evening. How are you?
12: Good evening, Don. It's a pleasure to join you, as always.
3: I appreciate that. Hey, the 2022 NHRA season's underway, and the first two races featured a lot of good, close racing. Tell me about it.
12: Yeah, Don. The uh, season-opening Winter Nationals in Pomona had full fields in all three pro classes, and the racing was fast, and it was close. In top fuel, two of the young guns in the sport, Justin Ashley and Austin Prock, met in the final round. 2020 Rookie of the Year Ashley, son of former funny car driver Mike Ashley, took the win over 2019 Rookie of the Year Austin Prock, son of legendary nitro tuner Jimmy Prock.
3: Uh, Ashley
12: ran 369 at over 314 mile per hour to hold off Prox 371 at over 333. It was the third win of Ashley's career. Uh, second time he's been to the final in Pomona. He was runner-up there last year. And Nitro Funny Car, the number one in two qualifiers, met in the final round. Ron Caps, in his first race as a team owner, took the number one spot in qualifying by just Four thousandths of a second over Robert Height. Both of those drivers advanced to the final round, where Height, with Jimmy Prock t- turning the wrenches, scored a narrow 386 to 388 win over Caps. The margin of victory was a mere two thousandths of a second. Pomona marked the 900th race in the history of the Pro Stock class, and her shifters designed a special trophy for the event, which is kind of funny, as I doubt there is a single Pro Stock car that actually has a Hurst shifter in it. A four-time world champion, Erica Enders, took home that special trophy, along with the traditional Wally that NHRA awards at all national events. Erica cruised to her 34th career victory, defeating her teammate, Aaron Stanfield, in the final, When Aaron's car shook the tires and he pushed in the clutch, Handing Ender's the win. Erica was on her game all day. She knocked down the tree every round of eliminations. At Phoenix, the racing was just as fast and just as close. In top fuel, Mike Salinas and Clay Milliken squared off in the final round, with Salinas taking the win 375 to Milliken's 376. That 375 was Selena's slowest run of the day. He had been running 369 or better in the three previous rounds. Uh, Robert Hite scored his second win in just two races this year. This time it was Matt Hagen who qualified number one to Height's number two. Uh, neither driver missed the beaten eliminations. Both cars were in the mid 380s all day long, never more than a couple hundredths of a second separating those two drivers. In the final, the two were close off the line, and they were neck and neck to half track, where Hagen's car made a move towards the wall, and he shut it off. Height took the win with a 383 at over 330 mile per hour. It was the 55th win of Height's career. In pro stock, Aaron Stanfield advanced to his second final round of the season and won one One better from his runner-up performance at Pomona when he took the win over Troy Coughlin Jr., 352 at over 210 mile an hour, to Coughlin's uh, 653, also over 210. It was the fifth win of young Stan Fields' career. He and Coughlin are both third-generation drag racers, as both their fathers and grandfathers have competed in the sport. Uh, I remember racing against Aaron's father, Greg, in Pro Stock Truck back in the late 90s. So the NHRA, they're off to a flying start in the first two races of the 2022 season.
3: I have a question about the Hurst Shifter Trophy. Now, does that lose some of its luster if nobody is using Hurst Shifters?
12: Uh, I don't think that it does because... In the early days of Pro Stock, everybody ran a Hurst shifter. Uh, nowadays, they uh, they don't use a the traditional H pattern that we were all used to in a stick car uh, back in the muscle car days. They have what's called a vertical gate shifter, so that uh, you just pull it back to go to second, push it forward to go to third, pull it back and push it forward. So... Uh, it's almost impossible to miss, miss a shift nowadays, but uh, I think the Hurst Shifter Trophy was more of a nostalgic notion there.
3: I like it. Hey, on more than one occasion, I heard you talk about small car counts and the lack of opportunities for young and up-and-coming drivers to land a seat in a top fuel or funny car in the H- in the NHRA. Now one of the team owners is speaking up about the situation. What does Mike Salinas have to say about the future of NHRA? Uh, He is
12: saying the same thing that I've said that many others in the sport have said. There needs to be a concerted effort to get more young people involved in the sport, and not just to get them in at the lower levels, but to give them opportunities to get in the cockpit of a professional (laughs) class car. Uh, just in the last couple of years, we've seen a lot of new car owners in NASCAR. Those new car owners are providing opportunities for new drivers and crews. Unfortunately, the business model in NHRA just doesn't provide the impetus for new ownership that NASCAR does. Uh, now, I know that may sound a little bit odd, considering that Ron Caps and Antron Brown have both left the Don Schumacher team and they formed their own teams for this season. And Tony Stewart has expanded his racing operations to include a top fuel dragster for his wife, Leah, and a funny car for another former Don Schumacher driver, Matt Hagen. But each one of those drivers is a veteran of many years of NHRA competition. So other than the owner's name, not much is new there. A uh, Very few people from outside the sport of drag racing start up a new team as a business venture in the manner that NASCAR teams do. Just about every team owner in the professional classes of NHRA is either a wealthy person who's willing to light fire to a few bucks for fun, a longtime veteran of the sport who's figured out how to field and finance their own car, Hort's a low buck guy who can barely afford to race at this level. After his win at Phoenix last week, Selena spent a great deal of time expressing his thoughts on where the future of the top three pro classes in NHRA are headed, and he himself has taken steps to help the sport in that regard. In addition to his top fuel car, he funds a pro-stock motorcycle for his daughter Gianna, in a top alcohol dragster for his daughter, Jasmine. He also sponsors over two dozen junior dragster drivers from around the country to help keep the younger generations of racers moving ahead in the sport. Sure, it's good to see that people are taking the future of this sport seriously. But in my opinion, the economics of the professional categories need some adjustment to make that happen on a large scale.
3: I understand that the NHRA has announced changes to its street legal program to raise interest for those racers. What are they doing?
12: Uh, Yes, Don. For years, all NHRA rules for safety equipment, like roll bars and cages, were based solely on the elapsed time that the car can run. The cars that manufacturers build for the streets these days are far faster than the traditional muscle cars, of the sixties and seventies. The steep cost of some of these modern muscle cars caused the owners to be hesitant about cutting them up to install roll bars and cages. A few years back, the NHRA instituted a street legal program whereby cars that retain much of the OEM equipment and are legally registered and insured for street driving are exempt from the roll bar and cage rules provided they ran slower than 10 seconds. With the manufacturers producing even faster streetcars, those rules have been relaxed even further to include cars that run in the nine-second range, which is pretty quick for a streetcar. From the very beginning of the NHRA, their mission was to get the racers onto the racetrack and keep them off the street. And this is just one more move to accomplish that goal. It also gets racers in the habit of going to the racetrack where they may well decide to move in to one of the faster classes of NHRA competition. So NHRA is taking steps to get more people involved in this sport, and really it's an effort not to turn people away that want to race at your track, because when the Dodge Demon first came out, it was too fast to fit into this uh, particular set of rules for this street legal program. But NHRA saw a need to alter those rules to accommodate those cars, and they've made that move. So uh, hopefully it'll get, again, more people off of the street, get them racing on the track, get them used to being there, and uh, maybe they'll see an opportunity to step up into some of the other classes of NHRA competition.
3: Once you get that potential driver in the seat and they get hooked, anything's possible.
12: Yeah, that's what it's about. You get them there, give them the chance to go down the racetrack. And, uh, and I can honestly tell you the very first time I went down the racetrack in a streetcar, it seemed rather slow to me because you're not out there in traffic. You're not on a street where you think somebody might pull out in front of you. So, uh, it's something that you can adapt to. And, uh, Like I mentioned, the cars nowadays, they're building are so fast, uh, they had to find a way to work them into uh, the competition.
3: Okay, Mr. Lang, any closing thoughts?
12: Uh, No, Don, I think that'll cover it for uh, this week's show, and uh, just can't wait to see the weather get a little bit warmer. We're going to be racing pretty
8: soon. I thank you. You have a nice evening. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated.
10: Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George steel city classic and the two night bill hendard memorial other special events include the falcone automotive 410 outlaw sprint series the boss wingless sprint car series the penn ohio pro stock series ed labo memorial the red miley rumble the thunder on the dirt vintage modifieds the hobby stock invitational and more for our full schedule and all track information check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on facebook by searching pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway and on twitter at pa motor speedway
7: RPS Financial Solutions and JWC, JWCA are unaffiliated entities. And now, more Rapid On Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler
3: Harris. All right, Finch, joining me now is the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Tyler Harris. Tyler, good evening. How are you? I'm doing quite well, Don. How are you? Doing very well. Uh, the day we recorded this, it was 80 degrees in North Carolina, so not too shabby. It's
4: a lot better here the day that we're recording. I think last time we talked, we were in the middle of an ice storm, and here we are now with 50-degree days. So it's it's getting better. It's getting quite better, and race cars are on the track here in PA now, so uh, we're just about ready for race season.
3: Well, let's talk Pittsburgh. What do you have uh, in store?
4: Well, we got some exciting news, Don. Um, it was just actually announced. Uh, quite recently, I believe last week, as of this recording, that Hasbro, the makers of the Monopoly game, have decided to team up with a company called Top Trump's USA to make an official Pittsburgh-themed Monopoly game. And uh, so the social media team and the announcing team at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway have decided to put together a campaign to put our beloved Speedway on the map, or I guess in this case you would say on the board. And... um You know, honestly, I I think that we would be silly not to do this, Don. Um, It became official when Pittsburgh Mayor Ed Ganey, Allegheny County Executive Rich Fitzgerald, and WQED's Rick Seaback joined the Mr. Monopoly mascot himself on top of Mount Washington to make the announcement. And um, you think about just things around Pittsburgh that are just symbolic, historic, and, um, you know, time-honored businesses. And I think... We would be silly not to make an effort to make this happen, Don. Um, it would be a beautiful way for race fans throughout Western PA to, to rally together and to make this a true possibility. And not just for the sake and the benefit of the racetrack, but for all of racing in our region. The rich, The rich history of stock car racing, the roots that have been planted here in Pittsburgh, I can't think of a better way to put racing in Western Pennsylvania on the map than by honoring a long historic raceway that has been going since 1979 and um, has has had its roots uplifted and moved to Imperial PA from Heidelberg, Pennsylvania, where that track opened up, I believe, in 1948 and has had historic races and racers, uh, Lee Petty being one of them. So I can't think of a better way to honor racing in our area than to try to make a push to have Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway featured on an official Monopoly board game.
3: Well, what we need to do is get the contact information for the people that are doing this and flood the zone and put it on Facebook so every racer that ever raced there or that cares about that can contact the people and say, hey, this is what we want you to do.
4: Yes, Pittsburghers are encouraged to submit their suggestions for what landmarks they want to see on the board to pittsburgh at toptrumps.com, and that would end on March 30th. So we have the entire month of March to make this push happen. We're going to be posting this on our Facebook page, and you can find that by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway on Facebook. And um, I think we can share it maybe on the Rapping on Racing page and see if we can't get the word out and spread the word and uh, see if we can't make something magical happen.
3: I agree, and it'll be on the page here shortly. That sounds great,
4: Don. I appreciate that. And we appreciate it at Pittsburgh. And, uh, yeah, just exciting news. You know, it's something like this doesn't come by too often. So I think, I think we can make it happen, at least make an honest push of it.
3: Very good. Now, with that said, let's talk about the upcoming season. Yes, the season
4: is coming quick. Um, you know, I guess the first upcoming date or the closest date to us right now is the Clearview Mall Car Show. And that's scheduled to take place on March 10th through the 12th with an autograph session on Sunday the 12th from 4 to 5 p.m. Um, and why that is of significance to us at Pittsburgh is because, while well, we're going to have some schedules available there. Not sure if any of our regular drivers are going to be in attendance showing any of their cars. I guess time will tell there. But, you know, it's just a good way to get our schedule out and get, you know, get some recognition there. As far as races at Pittsburgh are concerned, our Test and Tune is still holding strong for April 16th. And April 23rd is still our opening night that we have planned as long as the weather, you know, cooperates and everything like that, which so far it's been looking pretty good. So let's keep our fingers crossed and knock on whether that is able to hold true. And, um, yeah, I mean, just a lot of uh, action events uh, for the first part of the year leading up to our first significant special event uh, of the year, and that is the Ed Laboon Memorial Race on, I believe that's May 4th. That'll be, I think it's the 10th annual running or the 11th annual running of that event. It's just a beautiful race for the Penn, Ohio Pro Stock Series. It's a touring series race. We always get a great car count. And I always, always, always look forward to that event. It's just such a great time, and Vince will do just such a great job promoting that event. A lot of helping hands throughout that, and, and, and more information on that event will come out as we get closer. But I believe that's uh, going to be May the 4th for that event, so excited for that one coming up.
3: It's a premier event that just gets bigger and better every year.
4: Yeah, I I, I completely agree. And actually, let me go ahead and say that's June 4th, not May 4th, so June 4th for the 11th Annual Ed Ed Laboon Memorial Race. And, you know, as we talk about other races that are coming up, I I really want to touch on the three Rush Late Model Touring Series races that we have on the schedule. The Herb Scott Memorial on July 2nd, that race is going to be accompanied by our four partnering action event divisions. And that is, of course, the Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open Four Cylinders, and the Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns. Then we look forward to the George Steel City Classic on August 6th. That's going to be accompanied by the Penn Ohio, or no, I'm sorry, the uh, <laughs> Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stocks. And last year, that was covered by Lernerville TV, the uh, Lernerville TV crew and Eric Wessendorf. Went ahead and packed up their equipment, brought it down to Dirt's Monster Half Mile and set up their equipment. And we went ahead and posted it to the Lernerville TV website, I guess, that you would consider the streaming service. And that was a big success. And, and a lot of people went ahead and subscribed into that just to, to, to check out that event. And uh, Cletus Motorsports does a great job promoting that event as well. So looking forward to the George Steel City Classic on August 6th. And then the two-night Bill Hendren Memorial That'll be on Friday, September 30th, and Saturday, October 1st. And that's all part of the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgh 100 Weekend. The Pittsburgh 100, a standalone show on on Saturday, October 1st, but the uh Bill Hunter Memorial will be a two night event on Friday September 30th and Saturday October 1st and that's always a great weekend a, a good time to all kind of come together and uh you know kind of send off the season we do have a week of racing after that but uh the Pittsburgher for a long time has been known as a, a season closer but uh that week after that we have 410 sprint cars i believe on the schedule so Uh, Definitely a lot of exciting racing coming up at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway for the 2022 season.
3: Well, in addition to the regular weekly racing, which is outstanding on that big, fast half mile, these special events, each and every one of them is going to fit into the proper place for the fans that like the division that's highlighting the program on those evenings.
4: Yeah, we have so much diversity at that track, which is just so great. You know, not only do we have our normal five divisions of racing, you know, if you're a four-cylinder fan, if you enjoy watching the front-wheel drive cars, uh, you have the ability to do that. If you enjoy watching the up-and-coming young guns, you know, racing their four-cylinders around that track, and to watch some of these kids go from racing a go-kart to jumping into a front-wheel drive vehicle that they're technically not even allowed to, legally, not even allowed to drive on the road, you have the ability to do that and watch some of these young uh, and up-and-comers. And then you have the Hobby Stocks, which, I mean, just full on through uh, a real good class roster there where the top ten drivers in the point standings can pretty much win on a weekly basis. Heavy competition in that division. The Pro Stocks always put on a great show, sanctioned by Penn, Ohio. So the points racing there matters. The Rush late models always put on a great show, even if it's not just a touring series race. Then you have 410 sprint cars making an appearance four times a year. You have Rush wingless sprint cars making an appearance. You have Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series making an appearance for a wingless 410 show. You have super late models for the Pittsburgher 100 weekend. We have Thunder on the Dirt's vintage modified. So, I mean, we literally have something for everybody throughout the course of an entire season.
3: Something that I'm looking forward to it, and I don't think it sets far off into the future. The Charlier family, all right. So far, three generations: Tub Charlier, Dale, Daryl, and I suspect that Daryl's son, who's working his way up f- through the go karts, is going to be another. There'd be four generations of the same family that raced at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. That's that's got to be a record. Yeah,
4: I would I would assume so because now we're just getting into the time frame of of having fourth generation drivers. Uh, you know, third third generation drivers are coming, becoming a, a little bit more normalized now. I guess I shouldn't say normalized because that's still rare. But um, fourth generation drivers, that's that's starting to come up through now. And and he, I believe Daryl's son is 14 years old now, so. He's getting to be about that age where he can start competing in a bigger car, and um, yeah, I I, I I just find it so amazing when you know you see names like Charlier, Flick, um, you know the list goes on. It's just really impressive. Waring, I guess you know with Pete Waring uh, supposedly coming into a Rush late model this season, that would be the I believe the grandson of, of Bob Waring Senior. So. It's it's pretty cool to see these names continue throughout racing in our area.
3: It's amazing. That's why I love this sport. A lot of hard work and a lot of dedication, and that's what makes it special.
4: Yeah, and, and we've been so lucky to have uh, the Charliers at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway through the years. I mean, not just not just um, Dale, but Daryl and then Tanya, his wife. Um, you know, they, they, it's just so great to see them and there's, they're good people. They're good to talk to. Um, they'll stop and talk to you and they're super friendly and, um, you know, it's just great to see, and I'm, I'm excited for Daryl's, you know, year. It's going to be sad not having them there on a weekly basis, and, and Tanya as well. She'll be there when she can make it, but, you know, mostly going to be following along with Daryl's super late model driving this season. But it's going to be a shame to lose them on a weekly basis, but all the more special whenever they uh, come through the pits at Pittsburgh. You know, it'll be, it'll be a nice extra treat to have them there for the week.
3: Okay, Tyler, we're coming up on a break. Any closing thoughts?
4: You know, I'm just I'm just excited to get the ball rolling. You know, we're about a little over a month away now from the first race car hitting the track on Dirt's Monster Half Mile in Imperial, PA, and just very excited for this racing season to get started on. I think everybody else is is nipping at the bit. Some of them are starting to head over to Central PA on these weekends to go get some racing action before racing gets started over here. But not too far away with Lernerville's uh, test and tunes coming up here in mid March. So, I'm um, just really excited to get racing, and we thank all the fans for staying connected. And- staying with us throughout the uh, off season and really hope that you join us down at dirt monster half mile come april and and just join us for that opening night of racing we can't wait to get started i'm ready to step into that role of announcer at pittsburgh um just so thankful for the mileys and and jim zufall for allowing that to happen and i hope that we can put out a great product we have always put out a great product and i hope we can continue to do that and i hope that you
3: join us check that all out tyler i thank you you have a nice evening you do the same don Thank you so much.
1: This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources.
3: Listeners, please mark your calendar for March 14th when we will present a special tribute show about Joe Mahalik. I have gone into the archives and collected many interviews I did with Joe over the years, and we're going to highlight all the special things he did in his career. Again, that's March 14th. We normally only do one show per month during the offseason, but this is a special occasion to honor one of the best, Hall of Fame driver Joe Mihalik. Again, March 14th, plan to join us.
5: Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving, and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights.
8: Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the Greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. And now back to Don Gamble and more rapid
3: on Racing. Fans, joining us now is the five-time Lernerville Speedway Sprint Car Champion, A.J. Flick. A.J., good evening. How are you?
13: good evening don it's an honor to be
3: on thanks for having me i always like talking to you you know five titles in eight years that's pretty impressive when you think about what you were doing before you got in a sprint car heck the learning curve could have took eight years but you jumped right in from uh, you know how many years were you in the sprint when you got the first title
13: uh 2014 was our rookie season Uh, we won our first title by seven eight nine points something like that in 2015 so uh we came out of the gate pretty hot right away and uh i knew we were i knew we were going to be pretty good um i think we finished second five or six times to five or six different drivers before we ever got our win in 2015 and we were so focused on trying to get that win by the time we finally got it it was halfway through the season and we checked the points, and we were up by, like, 40. So it, it all came together pretty quick, just, just us trying to be successful and run up front.
3: Well, that's amazing. I mean, you're kind of lackadaisical about talking about your accomplishments, but that's, that's a big deal. Now, I, I know you did the go-karts, and then you did the, uh, the stocks, but when you got out of the, uh, the stock division, what did that car weigh?
13: Uh, 3,400
3: pounds with me in it. And what does a sprint car weigh? Uh,
13: 1,500 with me in it.
3: I mean, what an adjustment. Uh, and a lot of people, when they get into the sprints, maybe they'll go from the carts into the sprints, and I know that that's a normal transition, maybe occasionally from a modified into a sprint, but from a 30 or 3,000 pound car into a sprint. That's pretty impressive. Uh, total with the go-karts all the way up to today how many years were you have you been racing
12: oh
13: man you should have let me prepare i didn't do my research first
3: well how old Uh, are you
13: uh uh, 28 i turned 29 on march 4th so so that's just
3: in a couple days about 20 years
13: uh yeah getting there i think we started probably when i was five or six yeah, Over. shooting towards twenty, twenty-two years
3: and as i recall on the family property you had a little racetrack there right
13: no that was before my time uh oh. my parents built uh our house on that when i was born so dad had to give up the race car track
3: so when you're in the living room actually you're sitting <laughs> where the pit area used to be huh
13: from what i understand that's correct. Yep. Yeah, i've never i've seen a lot of pictures of it, but i've never seen any videos. Uh, i've I, I, when i was younger my dad used to take me outside and he'd be like this tree right here this is where turn 2 used to be <laughs> you know just kind of reminisce and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, when Doug comes down to the garage to help us with the race car there's a lot of times, Don, we go back and forth and we still tell stories like that too. Yeah. So
3: it's pretty cool. I'd I'd like to be a, a moss in there listening to some of those. Well, I've heard a lot of the stories, uh, but, boy, I bet there's some good ones I haven't heard. Now, you mentioned the shop, and I've been there because your grandpa fixed a bus for me when I was hauling our uh, semi-late. Uh, but I understand, I don't know what it's like to, today, but I understand it's not always real warm down there. Oh, It's it's,
13: it's miserable, <laughs> especially when it's cold. Uh, we don't have any heat down there besides the fire. It's a big uh, steel building. Our grandfather used to uh, keep his cool trucks in there and work uh, his big truck out of that, uh, real thick concrete. So it is a son of a gun to try and get uh, warm, especially when it's cold outside. Um, We usually try and do as much work as we can right away once the season ends because there's some nights, especially in January, like what we've encountered so far, where if it gets less than 10 degrees, it ain't even worth trying to put all the time and effort into heating it up. So... Uh, Places or times like today on Saturday and Sunday, uh, we've been heating it up pretty good because we're able to uh, start early in the morning and then stay down there late at night so we can get a a big swing in through the weekend where we don't have to worry too much about trying to heat it up after work on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that. You know what I mean?
3: That's dedication. Now, for the new listeners, and we have a bunch of them, I don't think they're aware of how you ended up Doing a sprint car after you get out of the stocks, you would think the next logical transition would be into a late model, or or a modified. And you told me when you were still at Penn State that you didn't want to have to come home from school every weekend and pound out body panels and work on the car. And because of the sprint car, uh, I think you were successful in that decision. Well,
13: it was more on money, to be honest with you. Um, when I first wanted. I wanted to go to a late model. Uh, My idol growing up was Brian Burkoff. I always looked up to him. He was always real good to me, real nice to me, treated me well. Uh, So that's what I wanted to get in. I thought late models looked real cool. Um, Dad obviously wanted wanted me in a modified, but uh, when you just kind of step back and look at what this area is like, Western PA, where we're racing from, and just kind of see what's available to us. Uh, When we first started in 2014, um, Late models, there there aren't many cars around here anymore. Uh, if they are, they typically travel. Late models are by far the most expensive division to run. There's no questions asked about that. And modified, um, I hate to say it, but it's just not as big in this area as what it used to be. So if you really wanted to try and make a career out of it, you're going to have to start traveling, spend more money, uh, go further upstate to New York or down Florida when they have Speed Week, something like that i figured well my dad and i both figured that our best bet to try and make something out of this was to compromise and go towards a sprint car route uh no matter what happened um there's still tracks in this area that run sprint cars whether it was sharon Lernerville, uh we could considered. well tri-city was open at that time in 2014 they didn't shut till until later and then mercer still runs and we're only two hours away three hours away from Uh, Central PA with Port Royal, and if we even chose to, we could head to Ohio. And Ohio's huge for the sprint car uh, stuff as well with Attica, Fremont, Wayne County. And then on the other side of Ohio, obviously, you've got Eldora. So um, there's money was a lot of the main reason, and we figured that if we were going to try and do this big time as best we could, the best option we had with the funds we were at in 2014 was to at least try and head the sprint car route. And I I think you're right. I think it's worked out. And I've gotten to test and drive a late model modified since that time. And I can promise you that I made the right decision because there's nothing that gets me going as much as a sprint car does.
3: You mentioned a good point about the traveling around. And I think when you go to all these places, years ago, I asked Ed Lynch, why he would travel. He said, it's like going to school. When you're racing with some of the best in the country, you learn something every time you're there. And that's obvious because uh, you've even uh, picked up some uh, victories while you were traveling around. So it was a wise decision. It's just uh, everything, you guys think everything through and uh, I'd say 90 95% 95% of the time, you're you're right on target, and you get to do what you want to do. Um, how about, uh, I, one of the things I'm fascinated by is the number on your car. Describe to the listeners how A.J. Flick put this number on his car and how historical and how significant this is.
13: Uh, uh, just number two, um, same number that my grandfather and my father used to use growing up. Um, When I was a kid, 14, 15, when we were building our uh, first street stock, uh, we were melting lead for the car to try and get up to weight and everything like that. And when you melt lead, the imperfections of the lead, the impurities float to the surface, so you always have to scrape that stuff off. Um, I was standing on it, mixing it up one time, uh, and from the way I was standing, I wrote my name, AJ. The way my dad was standing looked like the number two. So our buddy Greg... Uh, he was able, well, my dad designed it, and our, our buddy Greg was able to perfect it into the decal. Uh, Greg Dabrowski, um, longtime family friend as well. Uh, his grandfather, I believe, was the car owner for my grandfather, if I know all the details. But anyway, um, they designed a uh, number two that if you turn it sideways 90 degrees, it also spells my name, AJ. So I definitely think that's uh, something cool and unique that's, for me and me only, um, I haven't seen anybody else, to be honest, I don't know many AJs in the race, but I haven't seen anybody else that has uh, performed something like that in their number or come up with a design like that that's unique to them.
3: It is so awesome. It's just beautiful. Uh, this would probably be a good time for where the, for us to talk about your sponsors.
13: Yeah, um, I want to give a huge shout out to Dave and Tracy Ferguson with Ferguson Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been Uh, huge supporters of us since the street Dog Days, and I really appreciate it. Um, I do want to just send out uh, my condolences also to one of my best friends, Dave Hartman. Um, We lost him in January here, uh, so prayers to him and his family, uh, Ryan, Cody, Debbie. They've all been super special to me, and um, it's going to be an important year for me. I really hope that uh, I can make them all proud, and I know Mr. Hartman's looking down on us, and He's going to be excited to watch us every week we go racing. So, uh, huge support from Red Robin Gourmet Burgers, Trinaga Construction, JD Byrider, Stanford's Glass Service, Townsend Gas and Oil. I was just up there today uh, talking to them, making arrangements, just trying to get prepared for the 2022 season. So, uh, we've got a lot of really good people in this car, a lot of really good product support as well. Um, but then, on top of that, Dawn, I have to be super thankful, obviously, to everybody that helps me out, too mom, dad, girlfriend, Ashley, my uncle Doug, uh, Rod Kaysen, Brian Keebler, we've got a lot of good guys that help us out in the garage too, and you can't, this, this, this sport's so much fun, but you can't do it without good people backing you, there's no way, so, um, especially a position like me, um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just honestly ready to get this season started, I think we're going to come out of the gate a little bit better than what we have the past two years, Uh, I think I'm a little bit more prepared than what I have been, so I think those are all just steps that I need to take as a driver and team owner to make sure that we have a more successful season.
3: Five track titles at Laranville in eight years. That is incredible. When do you figure, uh, what will be your first event if the weather cooperates?
13: Uh, March 6th at Port Royal. That's
3: well, as usual, an outstanding interview. Uh, I really get a kick out of talking to you, your dad, uh, the pit crew. It's just a barrel of laughs when I come down to be abused, but uh, I enjoy it.
13: Hey, you know you're going to be harassed and you still walk down to see us. So <laughs> I think that's more on you than anybody else.
3: <laughs> AJ Flick, I thank you. You have a nice evening.
5: It's been a blast on. Can't wait to see you in a couple weeks.
3: This portion of today's program was brought to
5: you by Alternative Power Sources. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers' competed late models, modifieds, pro-stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious 4s. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA-sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex.
3: Listeners, please mark your calendar for March 14th when we will present a special tribute show about Joe Mihalik. I have gone into the archives and collected many interviews I did with Joe over the years. And we're going to highlight all the special things he did in his career. Again, that's March 14th. We normally only do one show per month during the off season, But this is a special occasion to honor one of the best Hall of Fame driver, Joe Mihalik. Again, March 14th. Plan to join us.
10: Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke Jordan steel city classic and the two night bill hendard memorial other special events include the falcone automotive 410 outlaw sprint series the boss wingless sprint car series the penn ohio pro stock series ed laboo memorial the red miley rumble the thunder on the dirt vintage modifieds the hobby stock invitational and more for our full schedule and all track information check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on facebook by searching pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway and on twitter at pa
3: motor speedway Okay, this is Steve Baker from Rocket Chassis, and you're listening to Rapping on Race. Fans, joining us now is Zach Morrow. Uh, He's going to be driving the Bobby Bent's car this year. Zach, good good evening. How are you? I'm good. Don, how about yourself? Doing well, doing well. And congratulations on the new member of your family, Mira, five months old. So uh, you and Ronnie got to be two proud people.
14: Oh, yeah. Um... A lot of people told me how amazing it would be, and I didn't really believe them. I don't know. Every day is like winning a feature right now. Hopefully, it stays that way.
3: It changes your life. It doesn't get complicated till she becomes a teenager, and that's a whole okay. new story. <laughs>
14: <laughs> yeah, I, we got some time.
3: Now... Um, before we get into your interview, I understand you've got some exciting news. You're going to be starting a, your own business. A little bit about it.
14: Yes. Yeah, so I've, I'm a CNC machinist. I run a CNC lathe. And I've been kicking around the idea of getting some of my own equipment and uh, doing something out of my garage. And with racing for somebody else again this year, there's nothing in my garage. So I figured this would be a good time to start it. So I ordered a CNC mill and a CNC plasma cutter, and that stuff should be here within four to six months, they said. Uh, We're going to specialize in the plasma cutter stuff. I'd like it to be more decorative, uh, maybe some pit equipment. I don't really want production work on that machine. I want it to be something that I really enjoy doing, some fab work, building tables, pit carts, stuff of that nature. But the mill, I would like some production work for that stuff that comes every month keep us busy
3: that sounds like great news i know we've talked in the past i taught machine shop for 15 years so i can relate to everything you're telling me and i think it's important that uh, when you're ready to open everything up you give me a call and we uh, tell everybody about your your new business
14: oh yeah sounds good
3: Okay, now back to your uh, deal with Bobby Bentz. I saw a picture of a car that. Uh, oh my, is it beautiful? And Bobby and his father, before he passed away, have been building winning race cars. Geez, I can remember going to Heidelberg uh, back in the '60s. They were building really good, and some of the some of their drivers. You're you're on a list with some Hall of Fame drivers. The one that comes to mind right off the bat is Joe Mihalik. Uh Now. I'm a little bit foggy here. Uh, you you drove the Johnny Johnson 48 car, and you were teamed up with Colton Flinner, and now you're with the 60 car, two of the best and most prominent and most successful car owners uh, in the entire East Coast. When you were doing the 48 car, you, you did that because you were friends with Colton Flinner, is that right?
14: Yeah, Colton and I grew up racing go-karts together, and uh, my dad and Mark have known each other for years.
3: Then how did the how did that segue into the 60 car?
14: Well, last year about a year and a half ago my dad passed away. Last year Bob's dad passed away. Yeah. And Mark and Bob are friends and when I got the 48 deal, Mark asked Bob if Bob would go racing with me. So Bob was actually at all but Two or three races last year in the 48 pit with me.
3: You're connected with some great people, and like I said, Bob and his dad. Oh, I I don't think there's any anybody ever kept track of how many races they they had won. And uh, his cars are so beautiful. Every no no matter what division, no matter what racetrack, they're just beautiful. And uh, you're a pretty lucky guy and and a good driver. So it's kind of a nice mix here. Now I understand. Uh, that you and Bob are planning on running about 15 Rush Tour races. Is that correct?
14: Yeah, we're looking at, it'll probably be roughly 12 Tour races, and we'll run a couple other races as well. Um, It'll be the Pittsburgh, Lernerville, Dog Hollow, and Sharon Tour races, I think is what we're planning on, and then a couple
3: other races. Benji, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Zach Morrow. He'll be driving the number 60 crate late model this season for Bobby Benz. Um, how long have you been, now I know from the sprint cars, and I mentioned the go-karts, how long have you been uh, racing?
14: Like, when did I start racing go-karts?
3: When did you start racing, period? First time you put a helmet on.
14: I was probably 10 or 11, and I ran some quad races at switchbacks but my dad didn't really like that cuz there was too many young people there in wheelchairs
3: yeah yeah i i agree with dad's decision that that was a tough uh tough thing to be driving okay after that then, then did you go into the go karts
14: yeah i started racing go karts when i was 13 so that was 2003 mm-hmm. clayton kennedy and i went to school together and we we were always friends and we bought a cart I forget who we bought a cart from but it was 2003 was my first year
3: you have a knack for hooking up with nice people everybody you mentioned is they're just super <laughs> super nice people and good racers um so with then the, the carts went into the the sprints
14: i started racing i don't even know what years i started racing sprint cars maybe 2014 i bought a cart off of uh, scott freester I think the following year, I started racing 410 sprint cars at Lernerville.
3: The thing that I find fascinating, and I've said this many times, to have somebody go from a modified to a sprint or vice versa, or to go from a modified to a late model or vice versa, but very few successful drivers went from a sprint car to a late model. I mean, the, the difference, the size, the weight. Uh, was there an adjustment period when you first Got out of the sprint and got into the late model, full-body cars.
14: I need to win a few more races so I can be successful. But there actually was quite a bit of difference. Just the size. I mean, and I still struggle with the size of the car. And knowing where the right rear tire is a little bit, I'm hoping we figure it out pretty quickly this
3: spring. Well, I've seen you in both. I saw you win in the sprints. Uh, I think your learning curve is right on schedule to go from the the sprints to the uh, full-bodied cars. And I see a a good bit of success coming up there. Hey, Zach, we're going to need to take a commercial break. Fans, stay with
8: us. We'll be back after these messages. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. A message
5: for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced sales force has over 40 years experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
7: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides... Give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more rapping on Racing.
3: Listeners, please mark your calendar for March 14th when we will present a special tribute show about Joe Mahalik. I have gone into the archives and collected many interviews I did with Joe over the years, and we're going to highlight all the special things he did in his career. Again, that's March 14th. We normally only do one show per month during the off season, but this is a special occasion to honor one of the best, Hall of Fame driver Joe Mihalik. Again, March 14th. Plan to join us. All right, fans, we're back. We're talking to Zach Morrow, the driver of the number 60 crate late model. Zach, uh, when you uh, are traveling around on a tour, are you going to be going to any tracks that you've never seen before?
14: It just depends on where we end up choosing a couple other races at. Right now, I've been to all the tracks that we've talked about going to.
3: Do you have a favorite? I mean, most drivers, myself included, you have a favorite track where no matter what's happening, that always seems to uh, help your game out or you're more successful at that particular track. Do you have a favorite?
14: Yeah, Pittsburgh's definitely my favorite track. If we're in a slump and we go there, we usually can get out of that funk. I really enjoy running on the bigger racetracks.
3: I always love Pittsburgh. It's so big. It's so wide. It's so fast and, and, and smooth. And it's just a, that's where they separate the men from the boys. If you can uh, you can run good down there, you can run good anywhere. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I, I always like to ask the drivers uh, your most memorable moment in either the sprint or the late model.
14: Right now, so my favorite sprint car moment is the race after my dad passed away. We went to Tri-City and won the heat race and won the feature. Just dominated both of them. And, like, people don't realize how big of a stress reliever getting into a race car could be. Like, all everything that had been going on that, that couple weeks, it, I was able to set it aside and just go race my car. And that was a great feeling. And then getting my first late model win, which was, like, my fifth or sixth race, beating Joe Martin. We led every lap. Him and I both broke the track record that night. It just made me feel like I belong. But we still, I still want to win more features to feel like I am successful. Like I really wanted to win more than one feature last year. We led five, five different races and only won one. So I've got some improving to do.
3: A little more seat time there, and that's going to be just fine. Now uh, let's talk about maybe a race, a race night that you. Uh, would like to forget about (laughs) maybe an embarrassing moment
14: friday night of the pittsburgh last year start uh restarting second and then kyle hardy was leading and i got on the throttle and the motor bogged down and just we ended up four or five wide entering one and i got turned around it was my second night in the 60 car
3: everybody has one of those nights um your reason for getting involved in racing now, did dad uh, suggest this, or was it your friendship with all these uh, notable uh, competitors that we're watching now? How, how did that come to be?
14: I, I got into racing through friends. I mean, my dad took me to NASCAR races as a kid, but he never raced anything, uh, never went to many races until I got older. He, although enjoyed watching me race, always thought I was a little nutty for doing it.
3: (laughs) I think the bonding, whether it's father and son, father and daughter, uh, you know, that that's a special thing. And to be able to share those moments with dad, memories that you will, you'll have forever. Let's talk. Now we know you want to win some races, but long-term goals in racing, uh, would it be to stay with the full body cars? Maybe to do that and the sprints or what, what's your goals?
14: Honestly, doesn't bother me what I race. I'd like to stay in either a sprint car or a late model. I'm more about winning races. I don't... run Chasing after a championship isn't the, really the most important thing to me. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. I'd rather... Like we're doing this year, we're cutting our schedule back a little bit more and hoping to be more prepared.
3: Well, you bring up a good point. Over the years, I've seen a lot of drivers uh, because they were so focused on winning that title. You know, their their business or their job suffered, their their family life suffered, and some of them got divorced or lost their jobs. So you and Bobby are doing this right. Uh, you know, if, if you can – this should be fun. And if it's not well, that- fun – it's it's like another job.
14: Well, that's Bob's very busy with his business. My full time job's busy. And then when we get this machine shop going, I'm hoping it. I'm busy. And I've been pretty lucky to have guys like Bob give me a chance, Sylvan Easter helped me out. I'm hoping one day I could be one of those guys and help other people out.
3: Well, you bring up a good point. You're surrounded with some great people. Let's talk a little bit about your sponsors.
14: So with Bob Bentz, we have Stan's Transmissions, that's the auto shop he owns. We have Generational Dental, CXL warehouses, uh, Powers Performance, Precise Racing Products, and I believe that's it.
3: How about the pit crew, in addition to you and Bobby? Are there any other people helping you out?
14: Bob's brother Tom comes to every race. One of Bob's employees, Tom Knight, does all the motor tuning. My buddy Brian comes along a lot. And uh, Julian from Precise works on my car as well
3: another good group you're you're a lucky guy, you know beautiful wife, new baby, uh, new car for this season, a bunch of great sponsors. yeah, I'd say things are pretty good in zach Morrow's world. hey, we're coming up on uh, another break. Uh, any closing thoughts, anything you would like to add
14: I'd like to thank my wife for putting up with all my uh I call them world domination plans. <laughs> We come up with a new one every other week, and uh, she was able to bring our daughter, Mira, to her first race, which was the Stampede. She was three weeks old, so she's a, she's the trooper between all of us.
3: You know, the wives of racers are a very special group of people, and uh, they're the glue that holds this all together, because if the wife is on board, you're all set. Just focus on the racing. But if they're not, big, big problems. And so many guys uh, that have the supportive wives have been very successful. And we see a lot of success coming for Zach Morrow. Well, I want to thank you for being with us. And I'm looking forward to getting the report and the rundown on your first victory of the new year. And I want you to get back to me when the machine
8: shop's up and running. And we will
3: tell the world. Oh, we will do, for sure. All right, Zach,
8: thank you. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin
5: Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights.
1: listeners joining us on this episode of rapping on race is Chase Lambert Chase it's been a couple years since i've been up to the garage and through this those couple of years a lot of things have changed one we've watched your growth in the pure stock division get better and better but it's also where you've gained some experience there it seems like the horseshoe is always on the wrong foot with you. you've had you know just bad luck after bad luck the last two seasons and then at the start of last year with all the craziness we had in the world with you know COVID-19 you know you know we lost your pap and you know Bob was such a big part of what your race team was you know he took you you know in and nurtured you into where you didn't have the 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 opportunity to run go-karts at age five up through 15 and and you when you jumped into the this division you jumped into it you know feet first and i commend you for that but at the same time the growing curve is so very hard
2: yeah um definitely uh definitely was a you know i think i was 14 at the first test and tune i ever was in a car so um you know, over the years, definitely a lot of updates. Got a, you know, uh, new car from the one that I started on. Um, it's a older S&S car, so we've been uh, tinkering with it. Definitely uh, definitely losing PAP this past year, though. Um, definitely put a downer on uh, a lot of the racing opportunities that we've been, uh, been going forward with. Um, you know, we're still working out of his shop that, you know, he's been, you know, built, I think, back in, like, the sixties, I want to say, it's been a long time since the, you know, the shop's been here. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, Pap not being here, definitely, uh, definitely is a different, uh, different approach to things, you know, not only in racing, but definitely in life itself. Um, you know, he definitely uh, took me under the, his wing along with my brother, adopted us when we were younger. Um, you know, we li- live with them. You know, I think I was, I want to say four years old. I'm, uh, you know, be 21 in May, so, you know, I've lived here pretty much my whole life, you know, him and my grandma, you know, have done a pretty good job of, you know, raising us, so, you know, not only in racing, it definitely hurts, but it definitely hurts, you know, not having them around in the house or, you know, anything, you know, anywhere, you know, going, you know, out to dinner, or you know, going to little events or anything like that, so, definitely, definitely feels a lot different, you know, having them not at the track or anything like that either, so... Well, I can relate.
1: I lost my dad at a very early age. I was 13 to going on 14. And uh, yeah that was my racing partner we went to heidelberg and when you know i had some great uncles that filled that void which was really great and then you got your cousins and you know they're you know jimmy and jason you know they help you out there they give you their two cents and sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad jason might be a little bit better than jimmy but you know but but, but, you know jimmy speaks his piece but again without those guys again they're, they're a wealth of information again without your pap and then you also had chuck neely involved in your operation those are things that and like you said, there's no substitute for experience, whether it's in the shop or it's at the racetrack.
2: Yeah, um, definitely got to thank you know Jimmy and Jason a lot. Um, you know, it definitely sucks that uh, we can't get Jimmy back at Learnerville. Um, you know, definitely bad turn of events. You know, a lot of a lot of people got involved. You know, it definitely uh, definitely sucks that he can't be there. But, you know, my Uncle Gary, Jason, you know, Brian with BT, you know, one of our sponsors, and then the McDonald guys, you know, I can't thank them guys enough for, you know, allowing me to ask questions every week. Jason especially, you know, he has his car. I text Jason and Jimmy, you know, weekly, call and talk to them on the phone, you know, even, you know, throughout, you know, the off offseason. And like I said, you know, same thing with my pap, you know, with them two around, uh, Jimmy took me under his wing. Um, you know, I look at him as a father figure now. Ever since I actually lost my dad in uh, 2016, so we've gotten really close since then. And um, you know, especially losing my pap, he's definitely, uh, definitely stepped up into my corner and uh, along with Jason as well. Like I said, um, but uh, I've gotten really close with that side of the family. Um, but uh, even traveling this past year, you know, Jason, you know, he drove the hummingbird. Um, you know, just to give me pointers while we were there. Um, you know, I my support system. You know, family-wise is uh, probably one of the best around. Um, you know, without you know them on that side of the family, I definitely probably wouldn't be anywhere close to where I'd you know be right now in uh, racing. So,
1: as we always talk about, you know, you have your racing family and, like you said, the McDonalds and all the people at the track. That's again. It's hard for people outside of racing to understand where, as competitors, we'll, we'll go tooth and nail. You know, and once we pull into that pit, if there's something that you need or I need or we can lend a helping hand, they do that. And and if it, it means that you beat them at the end of the race and it, you were just the better better car that evening, and, and, and that's the great part of it. But then also, you know, family, and again, like you said, you're two cousins. Hey, you couldn't ask for two nicer cousins. Uh, again, a wealth of information and again they understand this division they've won championships and there's no substitute for
2: that no uh-uh um you know Jimmy won a track championship at Lernerville in 2014 and um you know he won I think eight races that year that you know he was the car to beat everywhere we went um you know Jason took that car to you know Mercer and uh, won the little guy nationals with it um so you know they both have many many wins Jimmy's won you know the Penn Ohio race at Jason's a co-champion uh, with the Penn Ohio, you know, Pro Stock Series. It's one of the best, you know, series around for stock cars, and uh, you know, them guys are the best of the best. And to uh, you know, do that, that's definitely a lot of a uh, lot of experience you need. Um, you know, a lot of you know, you got have the ability to run with them guys. You got to be on every night. And uh, Jason and Jimmy are real smart uh, when it comes to these kind of cars. And uh, like I said, you know, them guys, anything I need to know, they definitely uh, update update me on stuff. So. You know, when we
1: talked about before the interview plans, you're going to run some Penn Ohio races and you're going to primarily be at Lernerville. And since they've opened the, the roll motor rule back up where there's no, uh, I guess, crate rule there anymore and you have the opens, you get some really strong type, you know, competition. I mean, when you're running against Corey McPherson, uh, Chris Schneider, you know, y- your cousin, uh it's just it's it's tough and in and any given night i mean if you
2: pull a top five out you've accomplished something yeah uh definitely um you know Corey mcpherson um since i started racing he's uh always been in my corner um definitely you know he texts me throughout the week um you know telling me you know good job last weekend you know stuff like that so uh you know hats off to him to always um you know, giving me a little little text here and there, you know, just, uh, you know, at the track, you know, pull me aside, you know, um, you know, compliment me on, you know, my driving style and stuff and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, Chris, when, you know, Chris shows up, you're, you're almost running for a second that night. Uh, you know, Chris is, you know, one of the best around and, um, you know, it's nice to, Nice to be real close with him because you know i can ask him questions after questions i think i call him almost 100 times a week during race season hey what will this do what you know what what a turn here will do you know stuff like that so um you know it's it's definitely hard um when them guys come to town um you know Corey's won how many i think he's seven time track championship now um you know joey's in body he's he's fast um you know you got the seasoned veterans mike miller's still there. Um, you know, there, there's guys and there's these younger guys that are coming up. You know, Brett Utero from La Trobe, he, he shows up. He's, you know, I I'm, I became real close with him, and uh, he's got his stuff figured out. You know, you never know who's going to win. One of us younger guys can be on one night, and we can pick off one of these, you know, races one night, or one of these seasoned veterans are going to be there. And, you know, they could half-track us. Daryl Charlier came last year a bunch of times, and he's an amazing wheel man. So you never know who's going to show up. Well, The thing that I kind of relate to, and again,
1: you said you're just going to be 21, and you're doing this pretty much on your own it's you don't have the help of uh, a multitude of people to do this and like you said you're you're still new into this sport you've been six years into it and that that's nothing uh i, I kind of look at you know when I, your scenario is when you go to the world of outlaws you look at dennis serve sort of the one-man band i mean it's him and heather lynn is a crew chief and though hard work and determination ultimately pays off. And, you know, earlier this year, they've picked up a couple wins, both on the Lucas and the World of Iowa Tour. So, again, it can be done. It's just, like you said, it, it's difficult. And to do it at Lernerville is extremely difficult because the competition is so steep. And then when you venture out onto the Penn, Ohio Tour, it's another ball game completely because – All those guys are on their A-game. So, listeners, we're talking to Chase Lambert, and we're going to take a pause for a commercial message.
5: Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers' competed late models, modifieds, pro-stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious 4s. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA-sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex.
7: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? rps financial solutions and jwc jwca are unaffiliated entities
8: this portion of tonight's program is brought to you by zarin truck and automotive
5: located in beautiful somerset county in western pennsylvania's picturesque laurel highlands the jennerstown speedway complex hosts exciting saturday night racing from may to september Come see daring drivers' competed late models, modifieds, pro stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the fast and furious 4s. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA-sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro Races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex.
7: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at That stock car boy he too
3: much to
8: believe you know he always got an extra pack of cigarettes rolled up in his t-shirt sleeve he got a tattoo on his arm i we'll say baby he got another one that just say hey but sunday afternoon he is a dirt track
1: demon in a fifty seven, seven. Listeners, we're back from our break, and with me is Chase Lambert, and Chase is the driver of the number 22 Pro Stock, and and this year it's going to be at Lernerville, and some hit and miss tracks again. Depending upon what the economy brings this year, I think we're all in for a rude awakening, and I think, you know, we as racers love to do what we do, but sometimes we have to be dollar smart to say, okay, you know, can I do this two nights a week? Can I do it one night a week? i got to put gas in, in, in the truck to get me there. I have stuff to race with uh, race fuel i have tires the the mountain balance and that all that all takes place but as i watched you mature for last year chase the beginning of the year i felt bad for you and just if anything bad could happen it, it seemed to happen and you know and on top of that, you know losing your pap and then half that's the frustration because That can be a real psyche as to where You know you're trying to do something and you're still grieving over the loss of somebody And then you have something that you enjoy then when it frustrates the living daylight side of you Sometimes you can just say okay. I'm done. I want to walk away from this, but you didn't You know each week you persevered whether it was at Lernerville or was down at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, I had a chance to see you run a, a few times, uh, and then towards the end of the year, maybe it was just you know, things started to align, you started to run better, the car held together, and I saw you at a, a Penn, Ohio race, I think it was during the, the pandemonium up at Lernerville, and you were on in the heat race. And in the feature, I mean, you were right there with Andrew Gordon, one of the best of the best in this area for the entire race. And you got a second place finish in the Penn, Ohio
2: series. And that that was a big accomplishment for you. Yeah, uh, that definitely um, definitely was a big confidence booster, um, you know, was second in qualifying. Um you know, screwed up in a restart on in the heat race, fell back to, I think it was sixth, and uh, drove back to second, and actually I was running, uh, you know, Bobby Whitling down. If I had a couple more laps, I might have had him in a heat race. Um, so, you know, just doing that in the heat race definitely boosted my confidence uh, going into the feature. Um, you know, ran, running second against some guys, especially at Lernerville, uh, you know, I had Chris McGuire on my bumper for, I think, 25 of the 30 laps, and Daryl Charlier, and um, – you know, Andrew Gordon was in his own world. Um, you know, he, I think had a half a straightaway or a full straightaway on us. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, definitely have a huge confidence booster. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to hit Lernerville again, you know, weekly this year and, um, you know, run, you know, Penn, Ohio shows and, um, you know, hopefully the Penn, Ohio shows, you know, the 10 K race at Sharon and the Pittsburgh race. And, um, I don't know if we're gonna travel, you know, too far this year. Just depending on, you know, you know, like you said, the economy and everything. Definitely depends on, you know. I don't want to put myself in, you know, a situation where, you know, you know, everyone gets it. Bills come first, and I, you know, being young and everything, you know, racing has definitely got to be, you know, a second priority before before all the bills got to get paid. So, you know, we'll race where we can, and hopefully, we hit these big shows. But running this year with the Penn Ohio. Um you know going to hit, you know, the Boon race again and uh uh hopefully uh hopefully make it into uh you know maybe advance one spot at the Lernervo race this year. Uh you know that would be pretty cool. Um you know we're going to gun for, you know, hopefully a feature win somewhere. Um you know head to Latrobe a couple times, uh maybe Mercer a couple times. Um but uh Hopefully, you know, be on point, you know, at the beginning of the year rather than halfway through the year and actually have good finishes, you know, good, strong finishes, uh, you know, from point A to point B. But um, so far, uh, you know, we've updated everything we possibly can think of to, uh, you know, be, you know, a lot better, smoother, more consistent, um, you know, to run with these guys. So um, hopefully. Hopefully we get you know a couple of practices in so we can you know adjust to these new adjustments that we've uh you know uh you know we've gained this year um you know Chris has been a huge help this off season you know telling me what to do um you know adjustment wise you know update and stuff so um you know hopefully we uh we get to a point where we could be you know uh You know, an underdog at you know these big races, or even you know, you know, Friday night Learnerville. You know, we hope to uh, steal one of these uh, nights soon. So we talk about Learnerville, again, it in in today's racing
1: world, and you see it even on the touring series, you see drivers that are dropping off of a, I don't want a series because they don't want to travel to the middle of the United States when they can be back home in the South. Uh, you know, your plans to be at Lernerville every Friday, and we're going to get into that because a lot of why you're going to run at Lernerville and why you're going to run for points at Lernerville is because of, of your sponsors. And we're going to talk about those sponsors because without them, I know for a fact, and you know, and, and I've been out of racing for years, if you don't have them, it's very difficult to, you know, unless you're in... in independently wealthy to be able to fund it and and i know and i've seen on your you know your facebook page already and we'll talk about social media you know you're already acknowledging these people and and that's important so that's why i could say well you know once we get this interview airs whether uh, we want to give the, these sponsors a shout out so you know with that being said we know you're going to look for goals for this year or to pick up that first win. I mean, I know a couple of years ago, uh, down in Pittsburgh, I watched Cameron pick up his first win, and you know, your pap had a chance to watch that, and it was that was a special moment for all of you guys, and you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, you know, I don't like to do victory lane ceremonies. Uh, I'll chat to you about that, but do pictures I won't, but That When you win your first race, I'll make sure I'll be down there in victory lane to shake your hand and get a photo with you. But, uh, you know, Chase, let's talk about those people that you're going to have on the car. You know, they're going to be all around that number 22 this year
2: um you know this year definitely another hard year uh you know pep helped me you know financially a little bit here and there uh but you know after about the second season he kind of you know let me do my own thing you know try to learn a little bit more you know kind of understand a little bit better about how uh how the sponsor stuff works uh you know this year i think i've contacted 300 places and uh, i've just been so blessed by the people um you know returning sponsors new sponsors um you know even just support people um you know i i there's there's no way of being able to uh to do it without them um we have uh chris miller roofing this year um ntk excavating cabot archery monster tree services returning uh Professional Landscape is returning. Schmidt's Rust Proofing, uh, Nacy Corporations returning. Uh, G.M. Welding and Equipment's a new one this year. Uh, you know, um, Mitch. I you know can't thank him enough. Uh, you know, kind of um, definitely came out and uh, you know actually contacted Lernerville and uh, you know. Thanks. Uh, hats off to Larnerville and uh, Eric Westendorf uh, for hooking me up with him, definitely helping me out there. Uh, BT Truck and Auto, he's been a family friend for years, sponsoring my dad, uh, Jimmy and Jason, um, you know, all them guys. Flanders Home Solution, My Preferred Insurance, Big Mo Scrap Metal, Maskell Motorsports, JB's Roadside Bar and Grill, John's Automotive, Fleming Tire, um, you know, all these guys that are on the car this year, you know, it definitely goes a long way. You know, we're always seeking for more opportunities for, you know, marketing partners. You know, wherever we go, we could be, you know, running mid-pack or, you know, we could run in the front. You know, we're learning team. So, you know, coming up, you know, through the rankings, you know, but like I said, my sponsors, you know, I – can't say enough to the guys that, um, you know, believe in me. Um, you know, they invest in me, invest in my team, invest in my equipment. Um, you know, it, definitely more appreciative than uh, I think they realize. Um you know, there's a lot of these guys that uh, I've been getting real close with, stay in touch with. Um, you know, and that's what you have to do. You got you you know, you gotta stay in touch with these guys. You can't just take their money and, you know, just walk away. Well, um, well that's
1: the key thing. So often you get an opportunity, someone locks on your door and says, Jason, I'm willing to help you and then you take the money, and then it's crickets. You don't hear anything and it and that's difficult. And I can see, you know, we've talked, you know, you know, Jim Bloom from Animal Graphics is gonna you know put a piece together out there and anything that Jim does is just usually outstanding and I know you'll be reaching out to these people and the key thing I know when I had my team the, the best thing that you could do it, the, most of these people didn't care if you really want win or lose they want you to be competitive but they it, but it was important to stay in touch with them and somehow and back in the day we didn't have all the social media that we had right now so you know it was a typewriter or a handwritten letter and that goes such a long way and I would I already Been on your Facebook page and well I think that's probably the best place for people to find out what's going on with uh, Chase Lambert racing and When you put that in there, and it's it's important that these people feel appreciated And Like I said whether it's a large sum of money or it's a product sponsor It all goes a long way. Well Chase It's been great, you know coming back up to the shop after a couple years. I'm looking for better things for you this year i think your maturity and
2: with the updates in the in the car it's going to be a successful 2022 yeah we definitely hope um you know i got a lot of people behind me um like i said you know family friends and sponsors that i've named off um you know i i i'm, I'm so blessed and humbled to uh you know have people, you know, let me do, you know, the dream that everyone else, you know, in the family is, you know, continuing the legacies on the car, and I live and breathe by that when it comes to racing. You know, we strive, you know, not to give up. You know, I, my younger brother, you know, we're gonna let him run the car a couple times at Pittsburgh this year, and you know, the pap's gone. You know, I definitely gotta, you know, fill a bigger shoe at home, and you know, be the, you know. Uh, be someone to, for him to look up to. The so, big brother um, that you are. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I got to look out for him, you know, let him do his thing. Um, you know, I definitely had to get him into a different division, you know, that we could uh, be a lot more smoother with him. Um but uh but yeah like you said um you know we definitely hope to be a lot better this year um you know frustration definitely got the best uh best of me last year um you know every week we were just I didn't have the right mindset and like I said you know losing pap was definitely hard so um you know I apologize to all the guys you know that I got into you know skirmishes with you know arguments on the on and off the track with but uh you know It's racing, um, you know, definitely, and, and, you know, towards the end of the season, you know, we definitely slowed down, uh, you know, regrouped, um, definitely, uh, definitely was less hot headed, you know, through the year, uh, you know, Things happen, you know. Mistakes are, you know, we're 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 all human. Mistakes are, you know, definitely going to happen. You know, especially in this sport. So, you know, if you're someone like me, you know, young, trying to, you know, make it in, you know, the world, you know, racing and stuff like that. You just got to keep going. You know, I wanted to give up so many times last year, and you know, I had people behind me pushing me, and you know, like I said, the continuing legacy definitely definitely pushes me to, you know, get that first feature win. So. Well, like I said, we we were talking off the break,
1: I said. Now for, I'll make sure I'm in victory lane when you're there with that first feature win. Hopefully it's at Lernerville again. Chase, thanks for taking the time to join us on Wrapping and Racing and enjoy the rest of your evening.
2: Yeah, thank you. Definitely uh, definitely like being on these talk shows, let people know who we are, where we're coming from, and, uh, you know, where we've come from. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Don. And uh, hopefully we'll be on here soon again.
8: This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive.
2: Number one Cochrane has
6: created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelley Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24 7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away.
7: Number one, Cochrane.
3: See it all at Cochrane.com. Listeners, please mark your calendar for March 14th when we will present a special tribute show. About Joe Mihalik, I have gone into the archives and collected many interviews I did with Joe over the years, and we're going to highlight all the special things he did in his career. Again, that's March 14th. We normally only do one show per month during the off season, but this is a special occasion to honor one of the best, Hall of Fame driver, Joe Mihalik. Again, March 14th. Plan to join us.
5: We hope you enjoyed tonight's program. Wrapping on Racing is available Monday at 6 p.m. on Apple TV, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and wrappingonracing.com. We want to thank Jennerstown Speedway, the title sponsor for Rapid On Racing, and our marketing partners, Alternative Power Sources, Environmental Air Incorporated, plus Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, RPS Financial Solutions, Toma Mean Market, and Zarin Truck and Automotive. Additionally, thanks go to co-host Dave Oliveri and our reporters, Howie Bayless, Tyler Harris, Bill Korch, Tom Lang, and Jim Zufall special thanks to our senior engineers and technical advisors, Bill Korch, Ted Luzik, and Gary Scott, along with Bob Miller, our multimedia data collection facilitator. That's all for Rapid on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki.
7: We'll see you next time. Stand on
6: it. Come on, man. Stand
2: on it. Stand on it, down.
7: Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rapid on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Be sure to join us the first Monday of each month during the off season for more rapid on racing. Stand
12: on it. come on, y'all! Stand on it.
3: Stand on it.